0: So yesterday, we actually started talking about the joy of the Lord. Come on, everybody. The joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Hey. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Woo. Hey. Hey. Yes, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Now, this is the scripture we quote. Like crazy, right? We, we quote it. But I want to go deeper with this scripture because it's the joy of the Lord that's your strength. It's not your joy. It's not your emotion. It's not you. It's him. It's his joy. It's his joy. And that's your strength. Remember, we read in scripture that the weapons, I believe it's in Second Corinthians, if I'm remembering correctly, that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But mighty through God, come on, for the pulling down of strongholds. The weapons of our worker are not carnal. Carnal, meaning flesh, our emotion, right? So think about some emotion, right, that we may use as a weapon, right? Anger, manipulation, hatred. um, uh, You know, I'm thinking now. (laughs) It's kind of early for me. But okay. Those are are carnal weapons. Someone does something to you, your enemy comes, you respond in a carnal way, a fleshly way with anger or bitterness or manipulation or, you know, assassination, oh, Lord Jesus. You know, these are carnal things, emotions. So our weapons are not carnal. Our emotions, those are flesh, that's carnal. So an emotion would be, you know, happiness or uh, things like this, but joy is not an emotion. It's an emotion, but when it's from the Lord, it's a weapon. Come on. When it's, when we think about joy, we immediately think of an emotion and we think of it in that respect of, well, joy, happiness. So I have to be happy. And when I'm happy, that's the strength, right? But I really want you to understand that this is not about you. This is not your emotional joy. This is not your emotional happiness. This is actually joy from God. So it's not a carnal weapon. It's a weapon from the Lord. He says this one will actually pull down stronghold. My joy will pull down stronghold. Whoa. In other words, the joy that you try to have, it's a carnal weapon. So what I mean by that is I used to wear a mask of joy. So I would, you know, people would say, how you doing, sis? I'm blessed and highly favored. Okay, so that's my mask. But I'm really toe up on the up. I'm really hurting inside. I'm really fearful. I'm really in pain. So that's not the joy of the Lord. That's my emotion because I'm trying to put on a face. I'm trying to put on a good face. Come on, let's be real. How many of us try to put on a good face? Let me mask. Let me show everyone that I'm good. You know, I'm I'm good. Nothing's wrong. So I'm going to put on my face of joy. But actually you're hurting and you're broken. But see the joy of the Lord, it's for the pulling down of strongholds. So, therefore, that joy, that's the joy that the Bible talks about, is unspeakable. It's unspeakable. It's not able to comprehend. It's kind of like the peace that surpasses all understanding. That's this joy of the Lord because it can't be understood, it can't be comprehended. But when it comes upon you, it doesn't matter what you're going through, the joy of the Lord comes on you. And you just begin to. Just feel this joy. I I say this all the time, but as believers, we have the joy of the Lord. We have the good news, but we may need to tell our faces. <laughs> I see too many believers walking around looking mad. I'm I'm like, do you not know? that the good news is Jesus saved, he saved you. Why are you so mad, sis? Why are you so mad? (laughs) That's the joy of the Lord. When the joy of the Lord comes, it's your strength. It pulls it down a stronghold of anger, a stronghold of offense. Come on. It's because of the joy that you can stand in the storm. Come on. So, I want to take us to just deeper with this because God, he woke me up. He said, it's my joy that's your strength. (laughs) I was like, amen. (laughs) He said, it's not yours. Your joy can't pull down the stronghold. Because, see, my joy is a mask. I'm not trying to be happy. I'm trying, right? Or we allow our flesh to lead us. Instead of our spirit. So what brings me joy? Ooh, I can't wait to get that chocolate cake because that's going to bring me joy. But that's a false joy. It's not the joy of the Lord. You guys tracking with me? Amen. All right. Let's go to Nehemiah real quick. Hallelujah. Okay. Okay. Let's go to Nehemiah. Lord, I want you to go to Nehemiah eight, and I actually want to read this entire verse. Now, eight Nehemiah eight ten is where we get the scripture, "The joy of the Lord is your strength." But I want to read this to you because I want you to understand something. When this was released, this came from a place of restoration. If you know Nehemiah, the story—he rebuilt the walls in Jerusalem to bring the people back to uh, Jerusalem so they could live. The people had been in captivity, so he saw the walls had been torn down, the city had been torn down, and it was a burden on his heart to rebuild. Amen? And the Lord gave him grace to rebuild. And we see within Nehemiah that he begins to rebuild. And here we see in verse 8 that the people actually had come back They had been brought back into the city, and they assembled together. Come on. And this is what happens uh, when they come together, how the word of the Lord knits their hearts together, and they begin to worship together. And what is released is this word of the Lord. But actually, it was an instruction from the Lord in response to what he had done. He wanted them to know that I've restored you back. I've given you back. I've I've made it new. And what's going to continue to sustain you is my joy. So I want to read this to you. Nehemiah 8, I'm going to start at verse 1. Now, all the people gathered together as one, in the open square that was in front of the water gate, and they told Ezra, the scribe, to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded Israel. Now, you know, here's the man of God. He's bringing the word of God. They said, bring the scroll so we can hear the word of the Lord. I want you to get a picture here because they gathered for one thing, and that was the word. They said, bring the word of the Lord. They didn't come to see Ezra. That did That's not what they came for. They came for the word. Woo. Think about. Just I want you to think about that for a moment. So Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly of men and women and all who could hear with understanding on the first day of the seventh month. Then he read from it in the open square that was in front of the water gate from the morning until midday before the men and women and those who could understand, and the ears of all the people were attentive to the book of the law. Now this I want to just stop there for a second, because I want you to understand, they gathered for the word, they heard the word, it wasn't watered down, it was the actual scribe, the scripture released to them, and it said that whoever could understand, their ears, come on, were attentive to the book they were actually listening they they were hearers of the word they were leaning into the word of the lord word of the law because they were actually receiving the word powerful so ezra the scribe stood on a platform of wood that they had made for the purpose and beside him at his right hand stood mattia shema Aniah, elijah hilkiah and messiah and at his left, hands, Michelle, Mishael, um, Malkijah, Hashem, Hashabana, Zachariah, and Meshua. And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people, for he was standing above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. Now, look at that. There was a holy reverence. Again, these people have been in captivity. They had been brought back. The Lord had restored them. And the one thing that they wanted, the one thing that they prayed was the word of the Lord. And when the book opened, it says they stood up. There was a reverence. There was an anticipation. There was an excitement for the word. Come on. The word was what drew them to that place. They were hungry for that word. Oh, my God. And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God. Then all the people answered amen and amen while lifting up their hands. And they bowed their heads and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Also, Jeshua, Bani, Sherebiah, Jamin, Akub, uh, Shabbatai, Hohjah, Messiah, Talita, Azariah, Josabad, Hanan. And Paliah and the Levites helped the people to understand the law. These were the priests. They were helping the people understand the law. And so these were the teachers, amen? And the people stood in their place. So they read distinctly from the book in the law of God, and they gave the sense and helped them to understand the reading. So there came revelation, the teaching, it became revelation, amen. They were helping them to understand what was God saying to them in this moment. And Nehemiah, who was the governor, Ezra, the priest and scribe, and the Levites who taught the people, said to all the people, now catch that, catch this, this day is holy to the Lord of our God. Do not mourn or weep. Four, all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. This is gospel. They, they were telling us, this is a holy moment. They were still uh, caught up in their emotions. They were weeping. They were still mourning because, remember, they had lost so much. But they said, no, don't weep. Don't weep when you hear the word. Rejoice. This is a holy day. He said to them, then he said to them, go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow for the joy of the Lord is your strength. He told them, don't, don't, have, don't be caught up in the emotion. The joy of the Lord strengthening you. Now, you may say, well, what what's the joy of the Lord? Now, I want to take you to a couple things here. We, we know in Hebrews 12, 2, that it says that Jesus, amen, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. It was for the joy set before him that he endured the cross, the joy. Okay? Okay, let me take you somewhere else. Let me take you to Isaiah. Isaiah 53. Okay, yet it pleased the Lord. There's that joy again. Other translations say it brought joy to the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord, and the pleasure of the Lord, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. The joy of the Lord is your strength. You see, it brings the Lord joy this joy that the lord has the joy that he has to crucify christ the joy that he had to bruise him, it's with joy so you then you say okay what is this joy what is that this is the joy of the Lord, it's unexplainable, but it's the heart of God. That to, to crucify Jesus brought him joy, but we know that he did that for you. He did that for me because it brings him joy to be with you. It brings him pleasure to, to be with his people, his sons and daughters. We also know that when one turns to him, the Bible tells us that all heaven rejoices. It rejoices. The joy when you come to the altar and you surrender it, that joy is of the Lord. And that's your strength. It's not your emotions. It's not your feeling. It's the joy of the Lord. So then we have to ask, Lord, I want this joy. I want that joy in my life. Because this joy will come despite all problems, issues. It's the joy of the Lord. It's not about what you're feeling. It's just about the Lord. It's because he's holy. It's because he's good. It's because he's faithful. It's because he's merciful. It's because he's true. It's because he's wonderful. It's because he's beautiful. It's just this joy. That's why the angels are in the throne room 24-7 praising and worshiping God because that's the joy of the Lord. And I believe the Lord wants to give you that joy this morning. We have been masking. We know we've been masking, right? We all have to wear masks in this season. (laughs) But, man, if that ain't symbolic. (laughs) We are literally, like, now we can cover up our pain and our hurt. Nobody can see our face. They can't see it. But the Lord sees it. And he knows what's going on in your heart. And he says, I want to give you my joy to pull down the stronghold. Anybody got a stronghold? Anybody got something in your life where like, man, I, I got to break that? I just want to break that depression. Then ask for the joy of the Lord. This is not an emotion that you're asking for. You're literally asking for the spirit of God to come. It's joy of the Lord. Because when we try to do it ourselves, we now reach for things that bring us joy. And if I could just get this, that'll make me happy. If I could just marry that man. That's how I'll get my joy. Honey, (laughs) wait a minute. (laughs) Don't do that. Because there's too many women that I know (laughs) that are like, I thought that man was going to bring me some joy. And that's not the case. Because you can't get this from man. Come on. You can't get this from your family. You can't get this from your children. This comes from God. This joy is unspeakable. So I want to read this to you. I read to you um, Isaiah 53, 10, but I want to read to you starting um, at, hold on, let me get to it. Isaiah 53, verse 1, all right? It says this. Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Whose report have you believed? This is the basis of this joy of the Lord. Whose report have you believed? You must believe in the Lord, his report, what he's done, what he's done before, what he's going to do. That's the joy of the Lord. When the people came back to Jerusalem and the walls were rebuilt and God had restored, they let them know it's the joy of the Lord that will sustain you. It's the joy of the Lord that will keep you. It's the joy of the Lord. So whose report are you believing? Whose report? Believe the report of the Lord. It pleases him. It pleased him. To go to the cross for you. Think about that. If that doesn't bring joy, I don't know what is. Even when you were in your sin, he died for you. What? Every time I think about that, I just am like, whoa. When he was on the cross, he saw you. And it says, it pleased him to do that. That brought him joy to do that for you. And it's that joy that he wants to release upon you. It even says, as I read to you in Hebrews, that it was the joy set before him. The joy that the father had to say, you know what? I want to make a way. So I can be back with my sons and daughters. Because we know because of sin, there was a broken moment between us and God. He's a holy God. So he can't be with sin. And sin had entered in. Amen. So instead of him actually cursing us, because I want you to get this. If you go back in Genesis, who did God curse? Did he curse us <laughs> or did he curse the enemy? Whose reports are you believing? I, I feel the joy welling up in my belly as I begin to think about and talk about the fact that he did not curse me. He did not curse you. He cursed your enemy and that it was joy for him to make a bridge back. Think about this. When Adam and Eve sins, and they were naked and ashamed, he covered them. Come on, somebody. That's joy. It pleased him to cover them because he says, I don't want my people to be in shame. Mm. I don't want my sons and daughters to be exposed. I will have a covering for them. And he says, I'll keep covering them. And we see that throughout the Bible. He kept trying to find ways to cover you, cover your sin, cover your imperfections, cover your mistakes, come on, so that you don't have to be in shame. And then he said, you know what? I'm going to give one sacrifice once and for all so that through the sacrifice of my son, my only beloved son. My son, I'm going to give him to you as a sacrifice. But if you believe in him, you'll receive my joy. Come on. It is not God's desire for you to be depressed, worried, anxious, fearful. That's not his heart. That's a spirit. His heart is for you to have his joy because that is your strength. That's the weapon of your warfare that's mighty in God for the pulling down a stronghold. Do you not understand how powerful joy is? Because, you see, when you have the joy of the Lord, it doesn't matter what report I get. I have the joy of the Lord. Okay, I know we're at it. I'm going to share something with you. Yesterday, um, I was shared some information because, you know, on my job, they've been sharing with me, oh, there's opportunities for you to grow and this and that. So there was one opportunity they told me about, and, you know, I was just kind of waiting on the Lord, like, okay, Lord, if this is the door you open, okay, but if not, I know you have another open door. So they called me and said, oh, well, just so you know, you know, we chose someone else for that particular position, but, you know, we have you in mind, but it's other one. And I said, okay, that's totally fine. Because I know, and this is what I told them. I said, I know when God closes one door, He's going to open another. They were like, okay. See, that's the joy of the Lord. Come on. To see, the enemy, He would want me to be in my emotions and put on a face of, oh, yeah, that's totally fine. But in my heart, I'm broken. I'm tore up. I'm messed up. Why did they choose me? Oh, God. You said, Lord. No, no. Who's reporting my beliefs? I choose to believe the report of the Lord. So the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I hang on to that joy. And that joy pulls down that stronghold. Come on. This is the joy he wants to give you today. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Not your joy. His joy. His joy suffered on the cross. That's joy. That's joy of the Lord. His joy was with every whip hit his back. He was like, I'll take all that apart myself so she doesn't have to have that on herself. That's joy of the Lord. That's joy. The joy of the Lord is I'm going to give my son, my only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. That's the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is that you won't perish and have everlasting life. That's the joy of the Lord. Think about that. You will always be with me. If you believe in my son and you accept him as your savior, you will always be with me. You will not die. Come on. That's the joy of the Lord. See, the enemy, what he does is he says, You're going to die. And your emotions are trying to mask the fear that you have of dying. But you see, the joy of the Lord is you're going to die. That's the joy of the Lord. Come on, somebody. When you think about the Bible, because that the saints of God just fall asleep, Ooh, come on, we just go to sleep. We don't die. <laughs> Ooh, come on, that's joyful right there. Oh, when I think about his goodness. <laughs> Whew, come on. Hababa, shake, shake, I just begin to think about that. Well, and the joy of the Lord just wells up in my belly. And I just want to jump and I want to leap. You want to know why people run around the church and start jumping and leaping? it's because of the joy of the Lord is their strength. <laughs> Get a revelation this morning. Get a revelation this morning. In this season, the enemy wants to steal your joy. But guess what? He can't steal God's joy. Woo. <laughs> he can steal yours, because it's just an emotion. You happy one day, you sad the next. And you're like, Why am I on this roller coaster? Because it's the carnal response. And that's not how strongholds are pulled down. It's mighty in God and the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is your strength. He can steal your joy, but he can't take God. He can't take the word from me. He can't take the truth of the gospel from me. He can't take that from me. He can't take my salvation. He can't take my yes. Come on, somebody. He can't take that. He can't take that from me. And the joy of the Lord is my strength. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.